This is Mavericks All Access with Omaha Athletics, hosted by Anna Bellinghausen. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for coming out to the Herd at Sports Bar. Alongside with me, head coach Mike Gavinet. Hockey season already almost here. Can you believe it? Yeah, it seems like it's snuck up on us quick, but we're definitely excited to get going. Yeah, absolutely. So you have an exhibition coming up on Saturday already against Minnesota State. But I want to talk about the makeup of this team. So you return 18 letter winners. You lose eight guys from last season, but then bring in eight newcomers. What have you seen so far from this group? Man, it's been a fun group to work with. I've said that from kind of day one, just with our returning guys and the character level and the culture that they've helped instilled with our program. And then the addition of eight new players, five transfers, three freshmen. Um, there's been a really good just gel, good feeling for the group coming together. So really excited. They, got, they were here in the summertime to train and, and take some summer school. And I think that was a really nice, nice kind of low-pressure situation to get to know each other and, and build that trust. And now we're getting to the season. I'm excited to see what these guys can do uh, when the season starts up. Yeah, I know a lot of Maverick fans in here were super excited to hear Nolan Sullivan, Jack Randall, Matt Miller, Kirby Proctor, among others, come back to this team. What does that say just about the program and guys wanting to return as a Maverick? Yeah, I think it says a lot. I think it's, you know, those are special players, special people, and to have them return to our program. Uh, nowadays, there's options to go other places, and uh, to have all those guys come back, I think that speaks volumes of the city, the university, and our program. We couldn't be more happy to have those guys return. What were those conversations like with those guys? Yeah, a little bit, uh, you know, it's just, it's a little bit touch and go at the end of the season. We had, you know, like, you know, a couple of those guys had some really good pro offers as well. So for them to kind of compliment to making that step to pro or coming back for one more year of college. And, and again, I think they just, they bought into what we're doing here and they're a big part of it. And, and uh, they want to be, continue to be a part of it. So just having those guys back, it's been huge and really excited to, uh, to keep building with those guys. And they're all going to have great years this year. Yeah, and so much experience you're returning to, a lot of fifth-year guys. What does that do just for the dynamic of the team? I think it just helps instill the culture with the new players. I think when you have that level of returning players with their leadership abilities, and they help influence those guys that come in and show them how to do things, and, and they've done a tremendous role in that. They take a lot of pride and responsibility being leaders, and, and I couldn't ask. And from a coaching standpoint, that really helps. When, when they're reiterating your message, they're helping drive that culture themselves. And uh, they've done a great job with the new incomers and the new transfers. Yeah, let's talk about those newcomers, starting with those transfers. What did you see in the guys that you got, specifically from the Big Ten? Well, you know what? We recruited those guys a little bit the first time around. So it's kind of nice. We, we were, I think, in the final two or three with Zach Ertl when he committed to Wisconsin. And so now uh, opportunity arose to, to get him again. And uh, same with Dom Vidoli. Uh, so some of those guys, it's kind of neat to see. You maybe don't get up that first crack at them, and they, they go to another program, but then they – uh, you're one of their first calls when they come into the portal. So uh, really excited with Zach Ertl and Dom Vidoli coming in. And then we have Jesse Lansdale from Notre Dame, um, who obviously knew uh, Pavanka from the year before. We had some good success with helping him transfer from Notre Dame. And then we have Seth Isley from uh, Lake State and Net. So, yeah, really good group of the five transfers coming in. And I think they're all bringing a different element uh, to our team, and we're excited to add them. Yeah, you pretty much recruit all year round, whether that be guys in the transfer portal or guys coming out of high school. What's your biggest sell to them in coming to Omaha? I think just exposing them to Omaha and exposing them to, to our program and what we do here. I think that's one of the, uh, the biggest things that we try to accomplish through the recruiting process. Nobody's usually from right around this area or has a great understanding of Nebraska or Omaha um, before we educate them on it. So getting them on campus, getting them to the city, just realizing how special a place this is. Um, once we do that, we have a great chance of getting them. You just say, hey, it's not Grand Forks, so <laughs> it's right. Omaha, at least. you got a city here. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a great city. 
Absolutely. Well, I want to talk about the freshman and sophomore group, too. We'll talk to two of those sophomores coming up here. But what have you seen just from those young guys? Again, just growth. I think just growth when you watch them from last year, kind of getting their feet wet. And all of them had some major contributions by the end of the last season. Um, when we talk about Simon and that, you know, coming, coming there and really establishing himself as a premier goalie in the second half of the season and, and seeing with Jacob Slippick coming in there and kind of getting his feet wet and then really being a contributor down the stretch in the second half. And that's what you want to see out of your young players as they transition from freshmen to sophomores. And especially in the era of the transfer portal too, how have you seen that just change the recruiting process for you? Yeah, to be honest, it's just a, it's a moving, it's a moving, lots of moving parts, a little bit difficult probably, uh, nowadays just to handle you know who's coming back who's leaving who's signing pro who's coming in so lots of moving parts but I think you just gotta you know make the best decision at the time that you can for the program for your team and, and then move forward yeah and how do you attack that too just from finding the needs within your team saying hey I can go out and get these guys but you also want to balance and growing guys up throughout that program yeah exactly so I think you want to probably a little mix of both sometimes maybe if you're a little bit light in a certain situation you can add some experience or some depth in that spot is a good maybe time to use the portal. But I think you always want to have your, you know, your foundational peats by guys that, you know, came into your program as freshmen, develop them, and uh, hopefully have them be successful in the, amongst their four years here. Yeah, and speaking of NCAA rule changes, so you're allowed to now have a third assistant join that full-time staff, and you got Peter Aubrey. Can you tell me just about Peter and what he's going to bring to Omaha? Yeah, it was a great, uh, it, was a, it was a long process just doing all the interviews throughout the summer to add a, a new assistant coach and then a new director of hockey operations. But uh, through that process, it's always great. You get to meet a lot of good people and, and talk to a lot of people. So uh, in, at the end of the day, uh, Peter Aubrey kind of emerged uh, through a mutual friend a little bit there. He had some opportunities at the National Hockey League level and, and uh, we were fortunate enough to get him here. And just, yeah, brings a lot of really good insight, not only from a five-on-five perspective, but a penalty kill perspective from a development and goal scoring perspective perspective but also you know really 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 knows his goaltenders mm -hmm. and that's kind of probably what his role is with Chicago Blackhawks there so I think goaltending is kind of like quarterbacks nowadays it's such an important position and you really got to have a, a voice someone there to help them learn and grow and challenge them a little bit to continue to grow and get better and and he's doing that as well as helping out with the team. Do you feel like the NCAA is kind of catching up to the needs of hockey teams with adding that third assistant? Yeah, I think when you look at some of the other sports that have more coaches than we do with less players, I yeah. think, and then, you know, there's there's quite a few times last year I'm running practice by myself. Well, that's 26 players and, and one coach, and uh, so that's not the best environment for the athletes, and all these guys want nothing but, you know, video and practice and skill work, and, and they want to spend a lot of time with you and, and work on their own to, own development. I think that's one thing. We have elite players here, and elite players want to get better, and so I think now for us to be able to provide the coaching for them and that constant level of care is really important. So the NCHC polls dropped. Omaha placed six in those. For some reason, they always just put you guys low. Last year, finishing third, but being put as seventh last season. Do you even look at those polls or discuss that with the team? Yeah, not really. I think, you know, again, I think just it's kind of just outside noise, and we just got to focus on the actions that are going to help us get better and help us improve. And I think that speaks to the conference too, right? You know, if uh, a traditional hockey powerhouse would have to be out of the top four if they don't put them there. And so I think that's just kind of how, how that rolls a little bit when you play in this conference. And so for us, hey, it's just up to, it's about us, about how we're developing, what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And, uh, and that's where we put all our effort towards. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're comparing this to football, the NCHE is obviously the SEC of hockey. So it's, it's not a bad thing necessarily to even be picked because you look at those teams and where they lie yeah. in the rankings. Yeah, exactly. We've got five teams, I think, right now in the preseason top 17, mm -hmm. right? So that speaks to the conference strength. And uh, I think we're going to be right there with all those teams.
Yeah, so looking back at last year, obviously a heartbreaker to North Dakota at home in the NCHC playoffs. How often does that slip into your mind? Yeah, you know what? I, I said it, I think I said it at media day. I think last year that loss was probably the toughest loss I think I've had as a, a coach here just because I just didn't didn't want the season to end. I think we had, I don't think the group wanted to end either. And, uh, but give, I mean, give North Dakota credit. They, they played well, but I think that's just kind of, I love that fact that that was just kind of one of those feelings where it's just like, man, it shouldn't be over right now. And, uh, uh, so I think that's all still in our minds a little bit there as we uh, do the daily grind that we're doing right now. So people called last year a, a rebuild, if you will. Uh, they're talking about reloading talent, but then you end up with tying your best finish in the NCHC. What do you call this year then? Because you return so much of that talent. You add these grad transfers. You add these great freshmen. What are you expecting? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, you know what? I think just not to define it, just kind of let it be this team. Like I said to the guys, this is the one year this team will be together. So I think this team's its own team and we're unique to that uh, to that personnel and that, that team for this season. So I think we just stay focused on this team will be this team and uh, and we just be the best team we can be. Other breaking news uh, throughout the offseason, Arizona State will be added to the NCHC. Coach, I just wanted your perspective on that and adding a team. I'm sure we won't mind some trips to the desert every yeah. Every January or February or so. Yeah, you bet. It definitely uh, weather-wise, that will be nice. Uh, I think the conference just got tougher, if mm -hmm. uh, if you can if you can imagine that. But I think again, I think just from uh, I know from the from the administrative standpoint, the brand recognition with ASU and our fans knowing who they are, and like you said, those trips to to Phoenix, I think will be highly attended by the alumni and the donors and uh, the fan group, which will be great. And so, um, you know, I think it's gonna be really uh, just to help our conference be even stronger. You guys excited to go to Arizona? Yeah, we're getting some hit. Yep, no more North Dakota trips. We're, go we're going down to Tempe. Uh, I want to also talk about some breaking news from today. So you guys will be in the Icebreaker Tournament in Las Vegas, and it's a stacked field. So it's Omaha, Minnesota, Air Force, and UMass. How did that all come together? Well, Kemper wanted to go to Vegas. Is so, that true? Uh, yeah, that's kind of... He's in the house somewhere. <laughs> well, Where is he? Yeah, exactly. I know he's in here. Oh, so, there he uh, is. So that's why I think that's how it came to about. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But yeah, no, just great opportunity. Actually, no credit to Mike Kemp. He got that rolling a little bit too. And I think we've got a couple cool... I don't know if they're going to release another tournament we're going to be playing in next year as well. But so some really neat destination places, which I think with our fan base is awesome because we, we travel well. And, and uh, I think fans are always looking forward for those good trips. Yeah, and also getting an exciting home series against Ohio State at home. I also want to talk about how that comes together playing a Big Ten team. Yeah, it's great. We were in Ohio State maybe a few years ago now, so they owed, owed us a return game there. So it worked out well for this schedule to, to get them here. And I think it's going to be a great, uh, you know, get them in October here. I think they're ranked maybe top 10, 12 right now in the country there. So it's going to be a really good opponent to, to play uh, at Baxter, which will be exciting. Yeah, you got a tough non-conference schedule. Why is it so important for you to put that together? Yeah, I think you just got to try to find that balance. As you mentioned, our, we're usually a top, what, eight team, I think, every year since I've been here and strength the schedule for the whole country. And so I think it's really important to, to have those good opponents and, and uh, you know, have a balanced schedule a little bit. So trying to, and also, you know, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. So trying to get people to come to Omaha, we're not necessarily close for the Eastern teams or things like that. So you just got to kind of work. Um, Kemper's been a big help, big help kind of organizing some of that stuff and all the staffs kind of communicate with each other and try to find some good quality opponents to bring to Omaha that we can go play. Yeah, also I know the fans are just excited to see that sort of opponent as well. We've seen an increase in attendance. I was talking to Austin Rush before and the season tickets are also up there as well. Uh, just seeing an uptick of attendance, of support, what does that mean to you and just this program? I think it's great. I think the guys love playing in front of packed crowds and I think it just goes to the, the focus level of the 
you know, the, the team that's selling tickets and promoting the games and doing all those things, that's a lot of hard work. And uh, I think you're seeing the benefits of that in our people coming out to sporting the game and, and also the guys playing well and, and doing well and feeding off the fans and getting them excited as well. I think it's been a great combination of everybody kind of pulling on the, on the same rope and uh, we've got to keep packing Baxter Arena. Absolutely. One thing else that gets the fans excited, the white sweaters that just came out with the bowl on the front. Did that take some convincing for you? Who, who's the mastermind behind you that? You know what? I, 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 don't, I think they just told me, hey, it's coming. So, uh, <laughs> you had uh, no say. Yeah, yeah I, had, uh, I, didn't have, uh, I didn't have my pen, pencil and paper up drawing the, drawing the jerseys up there. But, uh, uh, but yeah, exciting. I think I saw them come another day and they look, look great. And uh, I think the boys are excited to wear them there. So uh, uh, look good, feel good, play good, right? For sure. Yeah. Exhibition against Minnesota State coming up against Saturday. We were talking a little bit beforehand of what you kind of want to see. No pressure, really. You're not scouting Minnesota State. What do you want out of your team for a, for a matchup like that? Yeah, just experience. I think uh, we do have eight new com incomers there, and I think guys are going to be in a little bit different roles uh, this season compared to last. So just some experience. I think it's I think it's really nice to play another NCAA opponent, especially the one with the quality of Mankato. Uh, just to give our guys a real test, get some real feedback from the game. I think that's the biggest thing we're, we're looking for, is some immediate feedback on how we're doing things and, and what's working, what's, what we need to keep improving on. So anytime you get a chance to play a good opponent and get everybody in the lineup and get some good experience. And I know the guys are hungry to play right now. You can tell we're right on that edge of, you know, hey, we've practiced against each other long enough now and we're excited to play somebody else. Do you feel farther along with this team than you were at this point last year? Uh, again, I think some, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I think those eight newcomers, they, they take a while to get up to speed, but I've really been pleasantly surprised with how fast they're learning. And, and as you mentioned, some of the leadership group we have this year really helps that come along when they're taking responsibility to help the, the new players develop and, uh, and learn as well. So it's a great kind of marriage between everybody, and, and I think uh, that's in a service while here's the season starts. Before we get to some fun questions, if you had to give a motto for the season, what would it be? You know, I think uh, talking to the captains the other day, we kind of had, uh, um, you know, they've kind of came up. I won't release it yet, actually. I'll let them. Uh, they It's not officially out yet. Okay. They officially decided yet. But uh, but I think, again, I think we're going to play really hard. I think we're going to play really hard, be hard to play against, play as a team. Um, whether we're up by two or down by two, we're going to be the same way. And I think uh, just that mental toughness when I think about this group and the character levels and it really shine through um, in big moments. So really excited to, to watch these guys play. You ready for some fun stuff now? Sure, sure. All right, so we're going to give Coach the opportunity to call out some of the players on this team. Okay. Some good, some bad, some in between. But we'll start off with the easy one. Who is the most energetic player at practice? Oh, energetic player. I will go with, uh, I'll go with two. I'll go with Matty Miller. He brings it every day. Practices just like he plays. And I'll go with uh, my boy over here, Jacob Slipik, as well. He does, okay. the, he, does the, he does the exact same thing, how he practices, how he plays. All right, we'll have to follow up to see if that's true for you guys. Uh, next one, this could be controversial. Who on the team would you not let pick out a tattoo for you? Pick out a tattoo for me? Yep. A lot of them probably. <laughs> a lot of them would. Uh, 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 who for sure would I not let pick out a tattoo for me? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say Simon. I'm going to say Simon. Maybe oh, wow. We would want, uh, maybe with the language He's barrier. He's throwing his hands up. Yeah, maybe with the language barrier. I don't want to just maybe something might, something might get messed up there. Yeah, exactly. That's true. You don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, next one. Who on the team would be the most likely to have their own reality TV show? Oh, man. Um, own reality TV show. 
don't know if we have too many guys that are like big time, big time social, you know, kind of want the spotlight on them. Um, oh man, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think here. You can go coaches uh, too. Maybe I'll go Joachim LeMay because he's kind of like, he's okay. like, kind of like, likes the outdoors. Maybe we could do an outdoor show following him around. All right. Yeah, yeah. We've got a follow up for that one for this next question. Which player would do the best on the show Survivor? I'd go with Joachim LeMay. He likes okay. the, he's likes the, he's likes horses. He likes to be outside. He likes to build fires, you know? So he's, build uh, fires. yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's one of those outdoors guys that I think he like rather spend time outside than inside. So who would be the worst on the show? Oh man. Um, maybe Jimmy Glenn. Maybe Aww. Jimmy Glenn. I don't know. Poor maybe, Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy. I'll go with Jimmy for, uh, I don't know if he's got as much experience. That's probably throwing him under the bus a bit. So <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, uh, I'll just go Jimmy Glenn. He was good, though. He did the, him and Slippet did the hype video the other day, one of our best uh, videos we've seen. So uh, I just kind of more categorized him as the technology guy. Okay. Um, hence, not good on Survivor. Likes to stay yeah. indoors. I understand. There you, go. there you go. Funniest player on the team? Who's got the best humor? Um, um, see, when I walk into the room, everything gets pretty quiet. That's what usually happens. You know, I like, I always say, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, um, I would say best sense of humor. <sighs> Who's always got something to say. Um, I might go Jimmy Glenn again. He's got it. He's got a good sense. Okay. Of so he yeah. has a strength and weakness yeah, is what exactly, we're hearing. All exactly. right. Last one. Who has the best nickname on the team? I know hockey guys are really into the nicknames. I know our new guy, um, our new player, um, Jesse Lansdale, they call Spurge, right? They call Spurge because he looks like Jared Spurgeon, the captain of the wild. Oh, okay. So I thought that was kind of that 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 nice. They're, they look like they look like twins. So uh, Spurge is his nickname. All right, coach. Well, you survived all the questions. All so right. congratulations on that. Last thing we'll wrap up this portion of the show with, what are you most looking forward to for the season? I'm just looking forward to starting. I think like I was talking a little bit off, off air there in times, you know, you're so busy, the seasons comes and you're, Man, that came fast. But I think this year it's the opposite. I want to get going here. I want I want the season to start. I want to get uh, playing games, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that puck dropping on uh, Saturday night. Well, Coach, thank you so much for joining me up here. We'll take a short intermission, then we'll bring up the two sophomores here to get a little chat and some fun questions for you guys as well so you're not off the hook. Coach, thanks so much for joining. Okay, thanks, Anna. Thank you. Welcome back to Mavericks All Access. We got our sophomores up here, goaltender Simon Lacozzi, and then another sophomore forward, Jacob Slippett. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. So year two is Mavericks, starting with you, Jacob. What has this early training been like with this group so far? Yeah, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I think uh, I speak for everyone when I say uh, we're itching to get going and get some games. You can only compete against each other for so long, so we're really excited to get some competition going. It gets old hitting your own teammates, right? It has yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. You want a different opponent, I understand. Uh, Simon, for you, what was your biggest takeaway from the summer training? You know, I, I just try to focus on uh, making some small improvements on the details and uh, have some time off of the hockey. You know, during the summer, I think that's a good time to not do hockey and do some other stuff to spend some time with friends and family, which I did. And uh, I think I'm um, energized to come to the new season. And I think that's the most important stuff to be able to be good mentally for the next season. And I think I'm ready. 
Yeah, and just talking about those new guys coming in too, how has everyone been meshing together? Any team bonding that's helped out? It's been awesome. Like, it's been a blast. I mean, we've been here since uh, early July, and it's so easy for me to say, like, this is the closest group I've ever been with. And even, like, the new guys coming in, like, they gelled right in, and it's really felt like since day one we've been a family. Jacob, for you, would you say the same sentiment of that? Yes, I think so. That uh, the thing that we come here like early in the July just uh, brings the team together. You know, like you don't really play games, just uh, spend some time with the teammates. You can do the fun stuffs and the fun parts too that you cannot do during the season. And I think that uh, those stuffs always bring the teams more together. And uh, yes, now we are ready for the season. Uh, I think that all of us are excited. Yeah, what's also cool is that guys from years in the past come back and train and hang out in Omaha with you guys as well. How would you describe the brotherhood of Omaha hockey? Yeah, I mean, going back to what I said earlier, it's just like family. And I know like the older guys, like Jake Pavanka and Tyler Weiss, who I played with last year. Like now I'm, when I first got here, they were teaching me about, okay, like what it takes to be a college hockey player. And now I'm getting info on them of like, okay, like what's it like at that next level? So, and that's just only going to improve like down the road as they move up in pro. And as I get older, you know, here at Omaha, you know, I want to be that role model that they were for me, for the younger guys as well. And I know Coach Gabs talks a lot about culture. Simon, what would you say is so important about that culture here at Omaha? Yeah, that's the thing that I was thinking about, that the culture is really specific here, and uh, not every team has the culture as we have here. I think that uh, people or teammates that come to this team, they see the culture right away, and everyone fits perfectly here. If not, they are able to make the adjustments. I think that's a good thing, like commenting the players by the coaches, the kids that are able to like change and are willing to change and have the purpose to change, to to do something better for a team or for uh, you know like for themselves in the future. And I think that's a that's a big key of the success, just having a good culture. Well, sophomore year, for you guys, like we'd mentioned, it can be the biggest jump in a player's career. You guys are finally not the new guys, right? You're not being picked on by the team as much anymore, of course, but you have more confidence overall. How would you describe the jump from year one to year two? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, being more comfortable with the guys is a big one, especially coming in the summer last year. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, you're getting to know basically everyone. It's all new. Guys are getting to know you and coming in now and feeling like you have a more of a voice and um you know i feel like and i know simon feels this too we're talking about on the car here um a responsibility leadership wise of you know setting the tone of being a part of that culture so we were brought in to help improve it and help maintain it and now it's our job to do the same thing with the freshmen and just keep going forward every year simon for you in that leadership role how important is that to you yeah i think it is important i mean like we have a great leadership group which are the captains I think that uh, last year I learned a lot from them, and I think that, that the thing that they stayed here is uh, huge for the team, and I think that like we know what we are supposed to do, and I think that we, we all can do it like just by listening to them. They have some stuff they need to do, and uh, we can just learn from them and move it to do with the younger guys too. I think that uh, now as being a sophomore, like I can say some stuff too, and I think that I have uh, the power or the stuff that I can talk about. And I think that I just want to be helpful to my teammates and uh, make everyone feel comfortable in this team. So how excited were you guys knowing that you'd get that core group of captains back this season? Unreal. I mean, uh, 
I think I consider everyone on this team one of my best friends, but I'm especially close with Matt Miller, Jack Randall, and, and Nolan Sullivan. They were guys who, when I first came here, they were the most welcoming right away. And I know if I got something going on, whether it's in hockey or in life, like I can always count on those guys to be there. And so hearing their, like when they were coming back, I was thrilled. How'd they tell you guys? Uh, I knew pretty early. Um, I knew Sully pretty early. Um, Matt and, and Randy, they were kind of like figuring out how, how things were going. And they called me right away. They FaceTimed me when I was at home and they said, hey, like I'm coming back. And uh, I can't say what I said on camera, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very excited nonetheless. How about for you, Simon? How exciting is that just to have that core back? I think it's important to have the, those three guys that are here just like not being the teammates on the ice, but especially in the live. I think that like everything what we need, we can just uh, talk to them. As Sleepy said, that uh, they're just like uh, great human beings, and I think that's uh, that's the one thing that is the most important about like making the friendships and uh, being a team successful. And I think that like if you have a right leadership group, you can do whatever you want because everyone listens to those guys and they have the respect. And if uh, the other guys do the same we can really achieve something special here, and I hope we do. So I'm looking up and down this roster, and I'm just seeing how much depth there is with this team. How competitive is practice with just how many guys you have? Yeah, I mean, it's very competitive. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're a team, and we're here to push each other to get better in practice every day, and guys do a great job of, you know, uh, Gab says it best, uh, competing within the rules, and, you know, that's for us as individuals to get better, but as guys get better as individuals, it helps the team get better as well, and guys do a great job of that. Yeah, what's practice been like for you, Simon? It's been fun. I mean, <laughs> uh, just competing uh, with the new goalies, you know, uh, Seth Isel and uh, Will Craig. I think uh, they just pushed me to the limits, and um, I was thinking about it that it might have been easier, like, if it was just me here, but I wouldn't get better, you know? So I'm really happy that... Uh, the coaches always are able to find some guy that is able to push me to the limits. And I think that uh, that's the key. If I want to get better, I need to have a uh, competition every day, you know, like, and not just on Fridays or Saturdays when I compete with the Argoli. Especially then, I compete just with myself, basically. So, yeah, I'm really happy that uh, we have great two Argoli's on the ice and off the ice, and I'm just happy that uh, we are such good friends. I want to talk about last season, lots of ups and downs throughout it. You beat number one Denver at one point, and then you lose the heartbreaker, of course, to North Dakota and NCNC playoffs at home. Does that serve as motivation for you guys? 100%. Um, I'm also a big believer of, you know, every day is a new day. And so, obviously, you know, when North Dakota comes here, we go there. That's, you know, it's in the back of the mind that, hey, like, we want to, <laughs> we want to prove it to you, like, what we can do. And, uh, try not to think about it too much but it is that added motivation for everyone but we're a team who's you know our gas tanks are already full so that added is it's gonna be scary so they better watch out <laughs> any games circled on your calendar Simon besides North Dakota I mean that one has to be uh not really I just uh, I think that uh we are gonna be successful if we are gonna just focus on us as the coach always says the stuff like that I mean I think uh, I think that's just how it is you know like uh at the moment, you try to focus on uh, the other team and on the opponent and like just uh, give him something back from last season. That's not really how I think about the stuff. I just feel like that uh, we improved by that thanks to that loss. We learned some stuff, and I think that uh, that that just made us better for this season. You know, so like I take it positively, and uh, you know that uh, that team. Uh, 
actually made us better and now we are going to just play again again and now we are going to win the games you know and uh, they will learn yeah and there's definitely two ways to think about it right you either come in with a blank slate and you forget everything that happened last season or you come in with a little bit of a chip on its shoulder which one would you say this team prefers I think it's different for each guy. I mean, like you said, you can look at it from both ways, but at the end of the day, whether the outcome was, you know, what you wanted or what you didn't want, you got to learn from it, like Simon was saying, and take the positives from it. And, yeah, it, it sucks we lost. And uh, But, like he said, we learned from it, and, you know, we're going to do everything we can to not let it happen again. How about for you, Simon? Yeah, I just really think that uh, what happened happened, and uh, – we are better now, and I'm excited uh, for every game we are going to play, whether it is North Dakota or some other teams. I think that uh, we just really need to focus on ourselves. Yeah, what do you guys want that identity to be for this team this year? I think just building off the same as last year. Like, you come into Baxter, you're not, you're not happy, you're not comfortable. It's, and even when we go there, like, wherever we're going, doesn't matter who it is. Like, we're going to – it's going to be a tough night. It's going to be a long night. Simon, would you say the same? Yes, I think so. I mean, like, you know, playing uh, just with those, uh, with this group is special, and it was special last year, too. Just some changes happened, but I think that uh, that culture and that uh, part of the program stayed here, you know, and uh, we just should, like, continue with our jobs. And uh, I hope that uh, we are going to prove it this year, you know, as you said, yeah, like, maybe last season, like, ended up a little bit earlier, like, no one expected it. I think that we could go forward as well. Uh, but, uh that's behind us, and uh, I really hope that uh, we are going to go forward this year, and I think that uh, we will, and I feel pretty confident about it. Yeah, when you look to the season, <clears throat> what are you most looking forward to in just this new group, new year? What's the motto? What's the motivation? Yeah, I mean, I think the motto is we're just a bunch of dogs. And, like, that's, that's how we're going to play. <laughs> is I that mean, the secret motto that just you dogs. guys have been hiding? Yeah, it is. Just it dogs. Is. That's all it is. It's like, been leaked. Yeah, and, like, Simon keeps mentioning, you know, the culture here, and that's, that's what the culture is. It's we have a bunch of workers. We have a bunch of dogs who want to succeed, and that's from not just us as players, but that's from the coaching staff, too. Everyone here wants the same goal, and that's to be successful. Simon, are you a dog? I'm not a dog, but... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, he's, you know, he's Machka. He's Machka. <laughs> I'm the cat. I'm yeah. the cat. The cat. <laughs> now, you, I think that uh, for a team to be successful, you have to have uh, dogs in the team, and you have to have skilled guys. You have to have smart guys. You know, everyone has their role. I think, and uh, I think that uh, just that team is built like that. And I think that uh, this team has everything that has that the right team to be success successful has. So I feel like, uh, yeah, like we're, some of our are dogs, some of our are not. But uh, when it comes to the ice, we are dogs on the ice. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, another thing to bring a chip on the shoulder, of course, pick six in the NCHC poll. I don't know who's making these polls. Uh, they just always put you guys six or seven. It feels like every single year. But you guys have continually exceeded those expectations. Again, I want to ask you, as just as players, do you look at that? Do you ignore it? What's what's the mindset there? I mean, I'm on I'm on Twitter. I, I see it. Um, doesn't really do much for me. I mean, you know, proved them wrong last year. Proved them again this year. I mean, you know, we're not doing it for them. We're doing it for us. We know what we're capable of. And uh, I think you know, coach said it best too. Like as a group, you know, we don't we don't focus on that stuff. That's not our that's not our motivation. Our motivation is every day. Like, how can we get better and be the best that we can be? And so, yeah, like, see it, shrug it off, doesn't mean much, we're just going to go about us. Simon, same for you. I agree. I think that, like, if you want to be successful in something, you have to have that main goal. 
personally or like team-wise, and then you have to have uh, those tabs that you do every day that's, that are going to bring you there, you know, like the habits and the discipline that you do every day, no matter what and how you feel, like if you're motivated or not, that's what we were talking about with Sleepy a lot this year, that, uh, you know, like many times you don't feel motivated and uh, you just have to go through it and basically you have to trust your habits and discipline because if you are going to just do the work when you feel good, that's maybe 40% of the days in the season. And what about those 60%, you know, like you are not going to get better or what? Like you need to do those habits on the daily basis no matter how you feel. Maybe when you feel better, you do it a bit extra, but you do those small habits every day, even when you don't feel good. And that's going to help us reach the goals that we have as a team, and I think that the goals are pretty high. You should look into coaching, Simon, because I was pretty good. That's something Coach Gabs would exactly say. Like, yeah, round of applause there. <laughs> Thank you. I want to dive into the personal journeys as well. Simon, you're from Slovakia. Can you tell us about where you grew up and where you're from? So yes, I'm from Slovakia. It's a, a country in uh, Central Europe from the city called Trenčín. Uh, many NHL superstars came from that city, uh, like Zdeno Chara, Marin Gaborik, Marin Hossa, which you probably know. And uh, yeah, so I started there uh, in my hometown team. And uh, when I was 16 I, or 17, something like that, I moved to US to play USHL hockey. And uh, I played three years there, and now I'm here. So I'm happy that I'm here now. So you probably knew a ton about Omaha, Nebraska growing up, right, in Slovakia? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I knew nothing, literally, yeah. <laughs> what was the first thing you learned about Omaha or Nebraska? That it's just the fields here and the corn. <laughs> so. That's all you need to know, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so I want to ask you to teach us some words in your original language. Would you be willing to teach us a couple hockey terms? Yeah, I can try. Let's start with the easiest one. What's hockey? That is easy one. That's just hockey. Okay. <laughs> That's, that is easy. We can do that one, right, guys? All right, next one. How about team? Are these going to be, like, really okay, easy? This is, this is also really easy. It's also team. It's just, it's just spelled differently. Okay, tell me a different one, because I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't take this language in high school. Oh. All right, I'll say just hi. Okay. That's ahoy. Ahoy. Because I was thinking about like a stick, it's almost similar to, and the puck is puck too. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't have I'm, gone over those. I'm yeah. not going more deeper in the hockey stuff, so hi is ahoy. What's how are you? <laughs> Ako samash. He knows that too. You know some stuff. I, I, I know a bit. I know uh, Milium Cha. That's, that's love me. Yeah. That's love you. Yeah, love what, you. What's that? Love you? Okay. Yeah, I love you. Say that to Simon every time before we go out yeah. on the ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Milium Mil Mil Tam Machka. Yeah, so love yeah, you, cat. Yeah, he's giving me a bet. Yeah, Simon <laughs> the cat. Yep, yep. Any other ones fans should know? Uh, I don't think that any of you are going to go to Slovakia. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you I, don't know that. You don't know that. I do not know that, but, you know, no one would understand either. <laughs> All right, Simon. Well, what got you to Omaha? Why'd you come here? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I committed here in the summer 2021, and uh, I hadn't been at a visit at that time. So I came to visit a year later, I think, and uh, or maybe half a year later. And uh, just the thing when I came here, like, all those, like, nice people, especially, like, uh, the coaching staff, you know, like, the way that they treat me, is something that, like, uh, I started to love right away. 
the facilities we have, like, you know, Baxter, I don't think that many colleges have an opportunity to play at the ring like that. Uh, where it's the school, the campus, all those uh, small stuff, I just, I just loved it. And uh, the Exarban which felt really European to me, you know, like I can walk wherever, wherever I want, you know, so like, that's something that uh, I saw a little bit of home here right away, so that's why. You found the one walkable community in Omaha, Nebraska is what you did. Yeah. Zarbin Village, <laughs> yes. there you go. But they are building the next one. I learned in my real, develop, uh, real estate development class. It should be Papillon or something like that. Papillion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's gonna be like a Zarbin too. I like that too. <laughs> okay, Papillion, you're going to Papillion, I love it. Uh, also wanna ask, anything here in America, like kind of culture shock, anything weird Americans do? And there's like, there's so many things, so. Just wanted to there ask. There is a lot of things. I think that <laughs> it's not that it's not weird, but I think that every every country has a different culture. You mm -hmm. know, like you cannot like compare them because you know, like even in Europe, like uh, in my country, we do different stuff than do the people like uh, in three countries above us. You know, I, you know, like here are those like all the states. I think that uh, I would say the states are like Europe because you can travel wherever you want easily. But I think that uh, the culture is different. It's different continent, and I would, I can't be here like till the morning and talk about those stuff that are different. But you know, like, I don't think uh, there is just one thing. There is a lot, many things, and I mean, I don't mind it. I can, yeah. uh, I, I can live two different lives. Are you confused why ninety thousand people show up at a stadium to watch a football team? That's that is a four-win <laughs> team. <laughs> Yeah, that was interesting. I'm, <laughs> I was happy I was a part of it. Okay. Uh, well, let's move on. Jacob, of course, your journey as well. So also not from America, from British Columbia. Can you tell us about where you grew up and how you came to know hockey? Yeah, I grew up in a suburb 45 minutes from uh, downtown Vancouver in BC there. And uh, my parents didn't play hockey. I'm the oldest of four. Uh, started playing when I was four years old. And uh, I played a lot of sports growing up, but hockey was always my number one. And I, so I think when I hit the age of 12, 13, it, that was it. Like, I'm done with, with soccer and, and basketball and all the other sports I played. Is, you know, it's always been my love and my passion. And uh played junior hockey in BC for four years. And, uh, yeah, it was great. And then came here and... Yeah, it's not much different as a culture shock for me. Yeah, it's just Simon, from Canada. Yeah, so it's not. It's, not it's America Junior, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna agree with that? Oh wow. I don't know about America Junior, but <laughs> I, I I can read the room. I know I know what to say. So. Uh, so you're from White Rock, is that correct? Yeah. So a town of about twenty thousand people. Now you're in Omaha, playing in front of a sold-out Baxter Arena. How surreal is that for you? Dream come true. I mean, it's it's awesome. You can't really put it into words. I feel like you kind of just have to live it. Um, I remember having the same feeling of when I started playing juniors, same thing. I mean, that was only in front of 3,000 people, and like you said, now it's 8,000. Um, yeah, I mean, thinking about it just, like, makes me smile. Like, it's, it's such a, a blessing, and I love that I have the opportunity to put the jersey on every Friday and Saturday night. And it's just, yeah, it <laughs> can come soon enough. Where was your first love for hockey at? Where do you remember first kind of picking up a stick and, and hitting some people, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man that's a good one uh I would play road hockey with my dad a lot and my younger brother um so that was always great and every Christmas always new hockey stick from Santa every birthday 
you know, I want to rent out a rink and play with my buddies. So I think those ones are the big ones. And also watching. You had a different Santa than I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hockey, hockey night in Canada with the family. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I could go on and on, but it's really all I've ever known and all I've ever loved. Yeah, I also want to talk about just coming to Omaha. What was your decision there and, and why Omaha? Yeah, so I first heard about Omaha actually from Michael Abgrall. Um, this is our fifth or sixth year actually in a row being teammates together. So uh, I've been with him for a long time. We played together in Powell River, and uh, I think I was 17 years old. He was 15, almost 16, and he committed there, and that was the first time I heard about Omaha. And uh, my coach at the time, I remember he told me, he said, hey, like, Omaha's interested. They're, they're going to reach out. And, you know, I, I waited, and they didn't reach out. <laughs> Uh, well, what? Yeah, no, I was, I was a little upset. It was okay. I, I kept working. And then, uh, you know, eventually they, they reached out at the end of the year and I was <laughs> thrilled. And uh, I was fortunate enough to come in, come in here on a visit. And uh, actually, I hung out with my now roommate, Jimmy Glenn Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> and Nolan Sullivan. Despite what Gab says, he's a great guy. <laughs> he, he is right about him uh, being a homebody, though. He loves, he loves our couch. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, Hanging out with him and Sully um, was, like, awesome. Like, hearing their perspective on the culture here and also, you know, not just hanging out with the coaching staff but also hanging out with, you know, meeting Mike Lewis, Jason Smith, and and Josh and, like, all those guys. Like, it's – I knew right away when I came in here that everyone treated it like a family and everyone had, like, the same goals. And seeing that from the coaching staff and the players and everyone else behind the scenes too, that's what really sealed the deal for me right away. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm in. <laughs> Amen. That's got to make you smile, Coach, over there. Just family's been the resounding word from all of that, for sure. Except for the, the miscommunication <laughs> early on. But. He wasn't playing yet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. Is he now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up here now, Coach. How do you feel? All right, well, let's get to the fun stuff before we wrap the show up. We're going to call some teammates out, because why not? We had Coach Gabs do it. We've got some different questions for you guys. First one, who is the messiest on the team? Whose locker is just a mess? Oh, that's hard. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, maybe Tanner. No. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I can. I'll spill some dirt on one of the guys because I know him so well. He won't be too mad at me. Michael Abgraw. His room's a mess. Oh, like no. at home. Like he has gone a lot better. Like that being said, I've known him since he was 15, so he's come a long way. But he's still he's still got some work to do. Okay. <laughs> we'll let him know. Who is the most likely to go viral on TikTok? Who does TikTok? Like from <laughs> team. No, I don't know. I don't yeah. really watch TikTok. I don't know who does it from our teammates. I know Vic made one, okay. Mancini, a and couple it, years ago, and he kind of like blew up on there. I mean, I he's, can a, see that. he's yeah. a tall, handsome guy, so I could see him uh, <laughs> blowing up on TikTok. All right, next one. Who has the highest screen time? Who's always on their phone? Uh, Michael Epgirl. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Really calling I, I him out know. here. I don't know. Who else? Like, Probably many of us, yeah. but it's not just one specific guy. I don't know. Depends on the app. I mean, yeah. <laughs> fantasy football right now. Rolly. Oh, yeah, Rolly's on his phone a lot. All okay, we roll hear wagon. About, all we hear about is trades constantly on fantasy. <laughs> Simon, are you in on the fantasy football? I'm not. Okay. I mean, I don't really understand football. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I'm trying to learn some stuff now. I like to watch it. I like to watch quarterbacks. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is good. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Not, but not I, this I last game, though. Not, not, not that good. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. I don't play fantasy. 
All right, biggest prankster on the team. Who's pulling pranks? Who's the funny guy? Funny guy's Rolly. That's what we were talking about yeah. before, too, when you uh, gave I think this you said Jimmy Glenn coached, didn't you? Taking things back now. Yeah, no, Jimmy's funny too, but Rolly's got like <laughs> the best one-liners. Whether we're like in the room or even on the ice, like he's yeah, no Rolly. That's the stuff sure. that coach doesn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, another really good question: Who would you choose to go on the Bachelor from this team? I don't know. <laughs> Sully. 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 Nolan Sullivan. Yeah. Okay. Why? I, I have this saying about Sully's, like, I love him so much I hate him because I can't, <laughs> I, I can't find anything wrong with him. I can never be mad at him. So it's got to. He's too perfect. Be, uh, yeah. It I mean, perfect, you go yeah. on that show, there's going to be some drama. So I'd like you to see. You need a bunch of women to just tear him apart. <laughs> yeah, is what exactly, you're saying? Exactly. Okay. See how he responds. Okay. What, what's his R? <laughs> Which teammate would you want as a partner on the show Survivor? Who would you pick? Joel. For sure, because he can make fires or what? No, he's uh, just he can figure out whatever like ultimate whatever. outdoorsman. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. we'll have to get him on the show. Ask him some uh, outdoorsy <laughs> questions. Oh yeah. Yep. Who? Okay, this last one's gonna be pretty controversial. Who has the best hair on the team? We've got two pretty good hair styles up here, so you can't say yourselves. Victor. Same back. No. Oh, I like oh, Ertz. Oh yeah, Ertz has great hair. Right now, yeah. After the haircut, it's good. Yeah, uh, Ernst, I'm trying to think I would say him. Yeah. That's for me. What would you say? Oh, man, I'm trying to think. I'm going to go with Ob's. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ob's. So how do you keep the hair nice if you're wearing helmets all the time? What's the key? Simul. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Like, I have it under the helmet. So. <laughs> I, I wish I could give you a beauty routine, but it's just dry it off and get out of there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shampoo, conditioner, just whatever hair mask, whatever, whatever we have in yeah, the whatever, whatever, some panting. Yeah, whatever Smitty's providing yeah. is what I'm throwing in. Oh, okay. So we're just trusting the, the equipment manager, Jason? We do. Yeah. What does he buy? <laughs> you guys just don't know. I mean, he's got a buzz cut, so I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's buying much. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. All right. Should we do one more segment? Are we having fun? Should we do another one? Do we have some time? Okay. All right. This next one. We're going to do some Nebraska trivia. So, obviously, these guys are not from America, and we want them to get to know our state a little bit more. So, I have multiple choice questions. You guys are a team together. I'll give you the question and the three options. I'm going to turn my laptop screen this way. First one, which drink was created in Nebraska? Lipton tea, Fanta, the drink, the orange drink, or Kool-Aid? I think that those first two are like really well known. Would it be what from here? What are you here? saying? Would it be uh, from here? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lipton. I would. I think, I would think it, Lipton. But we would see those stuff here somewhere, like just like on the billboards, wouldn't we? I think what, the audience what, is what, trying what, to help what, you what out. What were the options again? What were the options? Lipton yeah. tea, Fanta, yeah. Kool Aid. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kool Aid. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. There you go. Oh yeah, give him the ding. Yeah. Give him the ding. Okay. Which famous person is from Nebraska? Lady Gaga, Larry the Cable Guy, Kevin Hart. I kind of expected that you were going to say Warren Buffett. Yeah, that's what yes. I was waiting for, too. That's way yeah. too easy. <laughs> Lady Gaga, Larry the Cable Guy, or Kevin Hart? Yeah. You got it, you got it. The second one. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy, yeah. get her done. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, next one. Which sandwich was invented in Omaha? The Reuben, the cheeseburger slider, or the ham and Swiss? Probably the further along. What are you think? Not the ham crowd and cheese. Quickly. Not uh, ham and cheese. No, Reuben. Reuben's Ruben? correct. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, apparently in like Blackstone area. Great Reuben's down there. Which is Nebraska's state bird? The blue jay, the meadowlark, or the goldfinch? I feel like it's blue know. jay because of Creighton. Isn't it Creighton? It is Creighton blue jays, right? Creighton is the blue jays. Yeah, right? So I'm going to, I mean, I want to okay, What are you thinking? Let's do it. No, yeah. you, th- you got this one. Blue jays. Uh. Incorrect. I'll give you another try. Meadowlark, blue jay, goldfinch. Samuel, you got this one. <laughs> so it's either the metal lark or the goldfinch. We can go with a uh, B now because I think that like when when you do a test, you always go like <laughs> okay. A, B, C. Now we're getting the strategy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Incorrect. Ah. It's a metal lark. That's, That's okay. Most people don't know grades. that one. <laughs> okay, here's another good one. What was the name of the NBA team Omaha used to be a part of? So they used to share an NBA team. If you guys didn't know that. Was, which one was the franchise, the Kings, the Pistons, or the Grizzlies? Pistons or Grizzlies? Well, I think it's, no, Looking it's at not the, the crowd Grizzlies. Too, guys. I think it's the Kings. Final answer? Okay. Kings? Kings. That's correct. Yeah. It was the Kansas City Omaha Kings back in the day. Nate Archibald played on that team. Uh, which famous athlete is from Omaha? Dan Marino. Wilt Chamberlain or Bob Gibson? Oh, I thought you were really going to say Terrence Crawford. <laughs> oh, Guys, damn it. This, isn't, this isn't a walk in the park. Come on. You pick one. What were, what were the options? Dan Marino, yeah. Bob Gibson, Wilt Chamberlain. I'll go with Wilt. Nope. One more try. Simon. <laughs> uh, it's a baseball player. Bob. It's Bob. Bob Gibson. There you, there you go. go. I don't know. I remember St. Louis Bob. Cardinals. <laughs> it's just Bob. <laughs> All right, last one. I hope and pray you guys get this one because if not, all of Nebraska is going to hate you. Oh, no. Which fast food chain was created in Nebraska? Long John Silver's, Runza, Five Guys. Oh, no. We're not, we're not from here, you know? Like, <laughs> we're only sophomores. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, one more time, the options. Long John Silver's, yeah. Runza, Five Guys. Okay. I mean, I see Runza's everywhere. I'd, you do? Yeah, I'd assume it's Runza. And that, in every class I've ever been in, we, I don't know why, like, fast food always comes up, mm-hmm. and every single person who's from Nebraska, when I tell them I've never had a Runza, they say, oh, you have to go to Runza. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay, do that. So I feel like, it, yeah, Stop. I'm going to go with Runza. That's correct! Guys, way to go. I would say yeah. you passed the Nebraska test. Would you guys say so? Yeah? Officially Nebraska's congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, thank guys, you. thank you so much for joining me. Audience, thank you again for being here. We really appreciate you guys coming out and supporting Mavericks All Access. We'll be here every single month. You can catch us on Tuesday nights. Guys, good luck this season. Can't wait to watch you. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you.